we had no idea what we were doing at first. Nope. We, we Amazing. Name, no we, idea. We, we created a really bad logo, a Wix website, which is dreadful. <laughs> <laughs> From Swoop, it's Take the Plunge, a podcast about how business owners decided to stop what they were doing and took the plunge to start their own business. We take a look at how they came to that decision and what those first crucial steps were in getting their business up and running. My name is Kieran Burke, and I'm going to be your host for this episode. Today, we're joined by Sam Patterson and Monica Gartner, who are both serial entrepreneurs, have several businesses under their belts together, alone and together. One company that they own together is Infinite Management, which is an award-winning social media management company, and um, we're very excited to hear all about today. First of all, guys, thank you so much for being to come on the show, and how are you both doing? Awesome, yeah, we're thank you so fabulous. much. Yeah, thank you so much for having us on the show. We're, we're really excited to be here. Brilliant. So let's start at the beginning. What were you doing before starting up Infinite, and why did you decide to start up Infinite? So myself, I got out of high school um, at 18. Sorry, yeah, 18, got out of high school, I got a job in a car dealership. I just hated it from the get-go. It's just, you know, it was crap pay. I had a prick of a boss. Sorry, I, had a, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on here. <laughs> swear away. I, I, had a, I had a quite of a boss. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, I just, I hated it. So I lasted 11 months in a, in a kind of day-to-day job kind of thing. And then I just thought, screw it. You know, I just, I, I want to go off on my own and and, uh, and do that. So I actually, I, I as I was in my first job, I was I was building up first my first company and my modeling portfolio. So after 11 months, I thought, you know, screw this. So I went off and I tried to be a full-time model, which didn't really work out. I mean, I- It, it did work out, you it just stopped doing it. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> speculative to, you know, on modeling is so speculative and, and you can get paid really well one month and then three, you know, you don't earn anything for three months after that. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I just thought, you know, I'm never gonna buy a house on this and stuff like that because I can't- mm-hmm. pre- and income then i started i actually got into network marketing so like multi-level marketing a lot of people call it like pyramid scheme that kind of thing yeah um, started working with a company called monovi which okay. eventually merged with another company called jeunesse now and i became the highest under 18 and under 21 earner in europe or something like that it was it was so it like it built up straight away i just I'm, i guess i'm just an outgoing guy so so yep. it taught me a lot about sales and marketing and stuff like that I got to meet with the owners of the company and the, the general manager for Europe and all that kind of stuff. And I went on their podcast and I was in their, their magazine, all that kind of stuff. So I was selling energy drinks. I, I was, uh, I was, I was really into adrenaline sports and I was, uh, I was like skateboarding, mountain, mountain boarding a lot and stuff. So I was just selling it to my friends and family and, you know, kind of recruit, recruiting people to do the same basically. So it just kind of came naturally to me. So I built up a down, downline of like 300 people or something below me, uh, that are all selling the energy drinks and stuff like that. And then the company merged with another company called Jeunesse, which is what it's called now. And mm-hmm. they started selling like beauty products and skincare and stuff. And I thought, I, I wash my skin with water. Like, I've, I, you know, I've got no clue about this stuff. So I pulled out and um, I, you know, I was continuing with the whole modeling thing and stuff. And I just thought I need something more long term. I didn't want to kind of get a job. I had really low expenses. So I knew I could kind of go out on the line and, and really kind of just like throw myself out of there. Because I was living at home, you know, I had a cheap car, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I thought, you know, it's now or never. I can, I can go for this or I can't. So that's when Monica and I decided to start up Infinite Management, which was our first kind of company together. Yeah, mine was a little bit different. I went to college for a semester, and then when I was there, I was like, "Why am I here?" Like, I wasn't a lot of. I wanted to take. I was actually going for criminal justice, which is obviously the complete opposite of what I'm doing now. Um, but when I was there, I was like, you know. I feel like I don't need to go to college for what I want to do. And 
while I was in college, I got offered this like social media thing to go on like a tour where it's a bunch of social media influencers and stuff. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go down that route because it's what I'm passionate about. So that's what I did. And then when we met, I was like, you know what? I need to do something online because like we're in a long distance relationship. So we travel back and forth. So we're like, we need something that, you know, can we can do on our phone. And we actually, and yeah, we actually started infinite management kind of accidentally. Yeah. I had like a few followers on Instagram and stuff. And I, I was, I was trying to do one of these juice cleansers, which are like an absolute, <laughs> it's like six pounds for a little tiny bottle of juice. Yeah. Uh, the company a couple of miles down the road from me that sold it in like crates of like 30. So it was like, you know, it was like 180 pounds for like this crate of juice. And I was just a kid at the time. I was, I was like, oh, you know, I don't want to pay for that. So I reached out yeah. to Instagram. I was, I was like, hey, is there any chance you can like send me a credit and I'll put it all over my Instagram stuff? This was like five years ago or so. And, um, and the guy was like, oh yeah, but by the way, how have you got like 5,000 followers? However many I had at the time. He was like, how have you got 5,000 followers on Instagram? I was, I was like, oh, I don't know. I like follow people and I like their photos and like I post on YouTube and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there any, any chance you can like replicate that on my account? I was like, yeah, sure. I've never heard of a social media manager at this point. So I was yeah. like, sure, like pay me however much it was a month, a few hundred quid a month, and, and I'll do it for you. So that was our first kind of social media client without even really realizing. So you, you you guys probably didn't go through the natural step of like, let's come together, set up a business plan. This is our strategy. We're going to go for these customers. I, I remember actually one day we we're sitting in the car and you mentioned about how you did that juice thing. And I was like, what's a social media manager? Then you're like, oh, <laughs> what we're doing already, but for other companies. So I'm like, all right, so like, why don't we actually like work together and you know do something with this? And that's how it kind that's of just how started. It was, from yeah, there. that's how it was born. Just kind of like accidentally from there, we yeah. just kind of stumbled across it. So from that point, we then thought, okay, let's think of a name, put a business plan together, all that kind of stuff, and really kind of make something of this. So uh, we had no idea what we were doing at first. Nope. We, <laughs> Amazing. We named, no we, idea. We we created a really bad logo, a Wix website, which is dreadful. Basically, <laughs> made a list of like two hundred companies in the area. We were in New York at Monica's house at the time, and we made a list of like two hundred companies in the area. And we literally just went knocking on doors, and we got rejected by pretty much every single one, <laughs> apart from yeah. one. I think. Yeah. I think we we got one client from it, and then we yeah. used that as a case study, a testimonial. We slowly just built it from there. Nice. And in terms of like those first couple of customers, was it all very organic and you're trying to build up the business naturally or did you look to take on funding at any point? No, we, we've never taken on funding. We own 50% of the business each. Uh, so 100% between us and we've done it. We've done it all organically, all naturally. And how have you managed to kind of be, as you sort of, I suppose, professionalize a bit, you, you, you're, you're gathering customers, you're like, okay, we're kind of onto something here This seems to be working. How do you start kind of picking up those business things in terms of running the account, starting to get a business bank account? What, what was that process like? I think with the clients, it was like trial and error, to be completely honest. It wasn't like yeah. we knew what we were doing from the start. We both knew how to grow social media. That's like took- the only thing we knew at the time. Yeah. So we just started doing that and we're like, okay, this is working, this is not working. Customers don't like when we do this, like that kind of stuff. So. And we, we we read every book, watched every YouTube yeah. video, took every course, everything. We just thought, let's just become experts in this and, and see what yeah. we can do. But we never we never went to university for marketing or anything like that. We just kind of, it was based on our own experience from growing our own social media accounts. And then just like Monica said, trial and error combined with just reading and ingesting every single yeah piece of advice and, and information possible. And did you guys start to specialize in certain sectors or, or was it kind of learn as you go? What, yeah, what did you so, do there? So 
for the first kind of three years of a company up until last year, we, we focused purely on organic social media management. So that's not doing any paid ads whatsoever. It's just growing accounts completely naturally um, through engaging with the target market and all that kind of stuff. Once we really felt we became kind of experts in that field and we were really getting recognized for the organic social media management side, we then started offering a full service kind of package, full scale package, mm -hmm. which offered both ads. We basically, we brought on a social ad specialist uh, a guy called Amit, and he's got awesome experience. He's he's worked with a bunch of like you know top like top five hundred companies in America and stuff. Like really really good uh, qualified you know experienced guy. Um, so he came on, started working with us to manage our paid ads accounts, and then we were able to offer a full scale package. I, yeah, at, at what point was that where you were like? think we need another person to help scale this and, and, and bring people in last year yeah, we started you know talking about it because we were getting all these clients coming to us and we kind of it was an unspoken thing where sam's like you know what i'll do the financials i'll take care of you know signing the clients up and then i was doing the all the management so it got a lot because i had all these clients by my like by myself so i'm like constantly on my phone all day long so i was like mm -hmm. i can't handle it anymore and i was like kind of losing my passion for the actual like growing of the accounts um so that's when we were like we need to find somebody else to help us so yes yeah, so, yeah, so we just we realized it wasn't scalable when, when it was yeah. just the two of us you know and we were just working crazy crazy we we're working 18 hour days seven days a week and it was just it was getting really crazy so we thought we just we were reluctant to delegate the workload because we knew we'd take a hit on the income the income straight away but mm -hmm. we realized after a while we just have to do that yeah. so yeah we brought on our first uh, person pretty much full time about a year and a half ago or yeah. so wasn't it and then and now we're a team of like six I think yeah. and and how have you felt your roles have changed as you've more brought more people into the business honestly like it feels like I don't I don't know like what happened but I enjoy what I'm doing now so much more so I kind of taken a step back and I'm doing now we kind of like switch where I'm doing the signing up of the clients and like other people are doing what I stopped enjoying doing. So I, I love it now. I feel like we have a lot of weight lift off our shoulders. It was, I was very hesitant to like get mm -hmm. people on our team. Cause I was like, this is our baby. Like, I don't know if I could trust these people. Like it took a long time for me to like be open to the idea, but it was now really that I am, just I'm kinda, very happy. Yeah. It was really, it was like you said before, it was just kind of trial and error with yeah. a few things like the first, the first person, the first lady Elizabeth that we brought on, um, she's actually changed position, changed positions now as the business has grown. So right now, basically, I'm kind of um, I'm doing like the marketing, the financials, managing the website, you know, kind of keeping the day to day business running. Monica's like signing up the clients and kind of managing our employees. Yeah. Um, and then Elizabeth is basically answering to Monica and Elizabeth is Elizabeth is basically the account manager who is looking over kind of the the day to day managers who, you know, she's kind of approving content plans, saying like they're doing a good job, like all that kind of stuff. And then Making sure everything's flowing. any issues that arise, mm -hmm. Elizabeth and then Elizabeth passed them up to Monica if she needs to. So it's it's a really streamlined process now and it's scalable yeah. at the end of the day, which is, which is the most important part. Awesome. Um, I can imagine uh, with the line of business you're in that there's like a million balls going at any given time. You've so much content, so many different clients. Yeah. Uh, are there a couple of tools that are like, I, these are my godsend, this allows me to, to keep things running and motoring and, and tracking? Okay. And, and if, if so, what are they? PayPal. We use PayPal yeah. subscriptions to bill our clients. They charge high fees. We, we pay almost a 5% fee on each on each payment, but it's just it's mm. so easy and simple. And everyone I trusts think, PayPal. Well. I think the time saving yeah. you know, versus using Stripe, I think Stripe's like a 2.9% payment or something, mm. 9% fee or something. Um, I'd rather pay a slightly higher fee for PayPal just because it builds clients automatically. Everyone trusts it. You know, it's yeah. so, so simple to use. 
um, because we've used it for so long, I've got, you know, we've got contact with PayPal that we can call with any issues and stuff like that. And they, you know, they're always on our side for, for any issues and stuff like that. So yeah, PayPal is, is absolutely invaluable for us. We've kind of got our accountants to kind of sign into our QuickBooks and work with that. That's our accountancy software. And that's amazing. And another thing that, w- that we use that is absolutely invaluable is uh, TransferWise, the banking system. So we, we hold both, we can hold euros, uh, US dollars, pounds, you know, yen, whatever we want in local bank accounts. So like, for example, um, Elizabeth is based in the UK, based in Bournemouth in the UK. So I can pay her in pounds from our UK account, but mm-hmm. our UK account is tied into our USD account. So I can pay Monica, for example, in USD. Nice. And I, I suppose that probably gives you flexibility should you wish to start expanding into other markets, finding customers in, in, in multiple markets. Yeah. Has, has, has that given you that? Yeah. Nice. I mean, it process direct debits in multiple currencies as well with, with like the lowest fees possible. So it's, that's been absolutely amazing for us, yeah. And in terms of kind of growing the business, how do you split your time between kind of existing businesses and, and how do you decide, okay, we've got room to, to take on more or are you just like hungry hippos and like feed us more, feed us more? So at the moment, we're in kind of scale mode. We, we yeah. want to scale as big as possible because we find yeah. a lot structure in place to be able to do so i'm actually looking at taking on another social media manager at the moment so i'm i'm out looking for for like the perfect candidate right now for for the next kind of level of expansion so right now monica i think you're managing about five accounts or so maybe yeah and then so she's she's still managing like the first clients that signed up like four years ago so we didn't want to kind of hand them off yeah i have like very personal relationships with them so the, the the accounts you really enjoy working yeah. with, she still in, she still works with. But right now, yeah. I'm not managing any of the accounts. So I'm not involved in kind of a day to day social media management at all. I'm just focusing on scaling the business. And, and talk me through kind of the the winning and the losing of the of the pitching. Uh, is that like a pretty uh, adrenaline inducing moment when you get that email to say, "Hey guys, we'd we'd love to work with you." Yeah, I get so excited. Yeah, but we can't. We can. We always need to celebrate too early, and then yeah, that was our problem. Yeah, twenty percent of clients that say they're going to sign up. Don't actually sign up i feel like you spend you spend a month chasing them up and then finally we we had that yesterday actually we we got on like three or four calls with someone we spent like four hours with a central company going through over going over everything uh send them links sign up the agreement all that kind of stuff chase them up like six times and finally came back saying oh i think we've decided to keep it in-house it's like okay yeah thank you i feel like now that (laughs) with who we say yes to i feel like about that like point where we could be picky because in the beginning like what you were saying with the hungry hippos like someone would come over to us and then we would be like okay we'll take you but we've had like a lot of really bad experiences with people where you know they didn't pay us or they were just really rude and mm-hmm. we've had just bad encounters with a lot of people we've, so now we're very picky with who we say yes to. and we actually found out re- relatively recently in the last few months it was it was pretty much down to the price point we we were we were offering our services for too cheap trying to kind of have like a really good offering to people in the marketplace and we realized that it was just attracting really yeah. bad clients because they, they were thinking you know they could only afford to spend x amount per month and they were thinking you know they were the kind of client that this was their whole marketing budget and it completely yeah. relied on them so um it completely relied on us i mean so um, yeah. you know they, they were at us every single day trying to have calls every single day and stuff and, and for that for the price point they were on it just wasn't scalable it wasn't feasible that, that's a really interesting point to raise um particularly for young companies in a service-based industry how do you evolve a pricing strategy and how do you find what is what is the right price to do is it is it pure experimentation and as as you grow you, you change and you learn yeah. I mean, we were looking, a lot of the time, we're looking at what competitors are doing in the market, and we always try to undercut competitors. For example, right now, our entry-level package is $500. 
Whereas like one of our main competitors who have been going a bit longer than us, but I mean, we've got the experience behind us and the awards behind us and stuff to prove that we can do just as good of a job, if not a better job. We're undercutting them. We're literally like about half their price. Yeah, We've only recently raised the prices because we realized that it was too low in attracting like people who were like not our kind of target market. By attracting that type of client as well at, at a lower price point, we were trying to scale at that kind of price point and we weren't able to offer our clients a really kind of good quality service because mm. it was just on a kind of a volume basis. Whereas now that we've kind of raised our price point, we're still essentially offering the same service to people, but actually we're offering a much better service. Even though the same things are included, we're offering a much better service yeah. because yeah. we dedicate a lot more resources to them. So for example, now, you know, say like the latest client we signed up, we used to spend maybe half an hour on their account per day, whereas now we can afford to spend an hour and a half on their account per day. And really, kind of, even though we're offering the same thing, we're able to kind of really offer a much better service for that price point. Interesting to know, with your line of work, how important is building up a, a network in terms of outsourcing? Uh, imagine with you guys, you're, you're advising a lot on content and creating a lot of content. So is, is it crucial that you have a strong network when it comes to outsourcing certain things? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we we like like I said, we're not involved. But well, Monica is with with kind of old like favorite clients, but we're not day, we're not really involved in the day to day management of the new accounts. I mean, we look over content plans and we kind of verify and, and approve everything. But um, the actual kind of like engagement, growing the accounts, posting the content, stuff like that is down to outsourcers now. So we it's really really invaluable to have a solid team behind us that we've trained up absolutely impeccably. You know, we're talking to them every week, or, or our account managers talking to them pretty much every day. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. as everything's running really, really streamlined and every, you know, every cog's turning and we know exactly what's going on at all times. We talked about, I suppose, like a lot and it's only been a short amount of time since, since you've, you've launched it and a lot's changed and it started very organically. But I suppose looking back on it now, are there things that you've learned that you could have done differently or were there a couple of lessons yeah. you've probably taken, taken along the way? Yeah, definitely. I think the first thing is we were reluctant to increase our marketing spend yeah. at the start because we, you know, we wanted to survive on the income. Whereas um, as the business evolved, we realized marketing is everything. Like we've really got to to invest heavily in marketing if we want the business to succeed. So we had to realize that we had to take a hit on the income short term mm-hmm. to, to kind of build the business long term. Um, and I think I, I wish I realized that earlier because I think the business would be in a, in a much different place yeah. right now. But I suppose it's, it's pretty nerve wracking. I'd imagine it, you're young founders. It's it's your baby. It's everything. It's like a bit like being a roulette wheel in yeah. a way and going, oh, yeah, we were sort of like putting all this money in and then being like, we didn't get anything. Yeah, we, we were giving the excuse to ourselves that we were just testing a bunch of different marketing methods until we found the perfect return on investment and, and all that kind of stuff. But I think it kind of turned out that we just kind of have to jump in blinds every, every now and then yeah. and trust it that, you know, trust the process and know that it's going to, it's going to work out and if it doesn't it's a lesson learned and we can then move on to the next strategy yeah. and, and and certain channels work better for you guys than others yeah definitely social media is where we get the majority of our clients yeah. that's just what we preach and i suppose i kind of have to ask this question uh, how do you manage a relationship and running a business all all in one is is, is that a challenge like how, how do you do that i think it's because we we have our own like things that we do so it's never like we're never pestering each other to like do a certain thing because like we have our own stuff to do and something that like i always say to like other business owners is like always give yourself time to relax like if i'm not in a work mood then i'll just be like you know what i'll do this later and another thing is we are kind of on different time zones sam wakes up really early i would go to bed at like three in the morning so i work at nighttime and he works in the daytime so we kind of have alone time to like get stuff done and then like in the middle of the day that's when we can like have fun so i feel like we just have our roles and we never yeah we we have to annoy each other we've got odd schedules haven't we like i got all my work done from like 6 a.m to like 
you know, 11 or 12 or so. And then yeah. I, I, I just kind of check emails throughout the rest of the day then, maybe have a few meetings and stuff like that. But I kind of use that as my time off the rest of the day because I've done all my work in the morning. And then Monica, you wake up at like 10, but you get all your work done from like, you know, like 9 p.m. to like 3 a.m. Yeah. And I think it helps that like you like to do the stuff that I don't like to do. Like yeah. all the financial <laughs> This stuff i don't know how to do that so like you take care of that and then i do the stuff that like you don't want to do so I think yeah it helps definitely definitely yeah. we're very lucky in that i suppose one interesting trend that we would love to ask you about is obviously the world went a bit nuts in in march did it have a big impact on your on your business yeah. uh where you're like Shit, or we're just like let's take this in our stride especially before we raised our prices we were attracting like self-employed people more than businesses so obviously we, we lost a few clients during the pandemic due to the pandemic you know just when uh, the nature of the business when you've got a low price point and self-employed clients for them it's either they pay their rent or they pay their marketing theme whereas now that we've raised our price point we're not finding that as much because yeah. now they've got budgets for everything so but yeah at the start of the pandemic especially we we lost a significant amount yeah. of business you've rallied yeah you've just got you've just got to use it to you've got to use it as motivation to to build again to scale mm -hmm. you know you got to change with the time but it's partly why why we've changed the pricing structure and changed kind of the clients you know the target market we're going after it's because you've got to change you've got to evolve over times i suppose then looking into the future now where are you looking in terms of infinite management where do you want to go what's what's going to excite you what, what are you guys looking at so i'm looking at i think we're really happy with our price point now we've just finished our new sales funnel which i, I literally just finished yesterday on the new website so we can basically automate the whole kind of uh, this whole sales process until we have a discovery call at which point um a discovery call is lasting on average about five at five minutes five and 40 minutes, seconds yeah. or so <laughs> Was, um, we're really trying to streamline everything right now and we're really excited about doing that so that we can basically scale businesses as much as possible and then the the kind of motivation for me is is once we really scale the business to where we want it we can use that as a, as a form of passive income and reinvest yeah. back into our other passions such as property and, and stuff like that and how have you managed to to keep passions alive whilst growing a business and um, has that been difficult or have you, have you managed to maintain that do you mean like personal passions or like passion for the business? Uh, I think personal passions, like things outside of, of the business, have you struggled to, because often business can be all consuming and it, it can be very distracting. It's in the brain all the time. Ha have you managed to, to take time out? I know, Monica, you mentioned you try to make routine for that, but have you successfully managed to do that, I suppose? Yeah, I, I think, think so. I think our number one rule with kind of life and business discrepancies is, is I don't know if that was the right word, but... <laughs> business kind of um mishaps or like you know whatever the word is i'm looking for is um just any issues that arrive make sure you you resolve it before the end of the day and then mm -hmm. that way the tension doesn't kind of build up and you don't kind of start to resent each other and and stuff like that kind of remain happy just just whenever one of us has an issue like you know if, if i'm annoyed at her for not doing something that she said she'd do or something like that we just we make sure we resolve it on the spot so that we don't kind of in a month's time when we're having an argument go oh you did <laughs> <laughs> you, you bank it yeah and make sure it doesn't affect our personal lives like that amazing sam monica thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story and infant management you're super open and honest about it so far and it's been it's not that you you said it started so organically but now you talk so professionally about it and in terms of getting your sales pipeline you've got a team in there you're smashing on quickbooks and all in in such a a small timeline so like wish you guys absolutely the, the world of success with it and just thanks so much again for coming on and, and sharing the story with us, Cheers, yeah. Guys. us yeah it was so really fun. fun thank you so awesome. much